You know, that was a weird reaction to an average Jackson Dart performance Saturday night. We'll explain what we think that means and why that is actually a good thing. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, SiriusXM, the channel was going to be released. They do not release the schedule at this point, or at least it's not on my internet. Um, whenever it's there, I'll let you know where you can listen to David Kellum and the Ole Miss hometown broadcast on SiriusXM or on the SXM app, searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis. And this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college. That's all one word for a first deposit matchup to 100 bucks. That's daily fantasy sports made easy. It's a really weird situation coming to the end. We're going to talk about a few of the things that we learned, and we're going to talk about the calamity that is just essentially the AP poll and what exactly are they trying to do because they ju- it just doesn't make sense because they're just out there. They're completely there with their bias at the moment. They're praying that Georgia loses a football game so there will be no SEC teams in the playoff. And – I'll talk about that in a little bit later. But right now, there's a weird reaction that has been going on all weekend about Jackson Dart's performance. And and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I'll let you know what we're going to do today as well. So what we learned, the reaction to Jackson Dart of an off day is weird. And and it is a very weird point of view that is coming across. This football team is evolving because the defense is playing so well. That's another point that we're going to talk about. And Texas A&M is the biggest game since 2015 because of what it means. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And we'll talk about just the AP poll going complete crazy um, whenever they release their number as well. So really interesting situation. Jackson Dart had a decent day by just about all accounts. Um, he was 19 or 28, 240 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I mean, it's just an average day. It's fine. There was one pass where he tried to play a little bit of hero ball. It was going to be a touchdown if it, he had put a little air under it, but he, it's a little bit inaccurate. You know, you've seen a situation with Major League Baseball pitchers where they just can't seem to find the strike zone. That That's kind of what Jackson Dart had. But even in doing that, he completed 67% of his passes and had a touchdown catch. The deep shot, the leadership, everything's done in a scenario where the first five possessions of the game, Ole Miss scored points. And it was a 26 to nothing game, and the game was over. It doesn't matter that it didn't make 50, 50 to nothing. When it was 26 to nothing, there was no way that Vanderbilt team was going to score four touchdowns against this Pete Golding defense. Not at all. And if you look at Jackson's number, like I said, 65, 66%, 240 yards. That's, I mean, it's a respectable number. It's not like he put up a 112. And he didn't throw six interceptions like Mike Corral in Arkansas. He did have a touchdown. He had a touchdown running the ball as well. 
It's a really unique situation for Jackson Dart. Really. I mean, there's there's almost no way that you can say anything other than that. Because Jackson Dart does not deserve the vitriol that he got. And that makes me think it was a scheduled response from people that have been waiting for a pseudo-bad game for Jackson Dart. Maybe it's a testament to how well he's actually played this season, that this first average response, they did the Tua Tagovailoa, hey, I was right, he's a bust type post. And that that's absolutely not fair to the kid. It's not fair at all. And, and this is coming from me that lives in a hot take society. And basically, I'm just unashamed by what I do, you know. So if I'm not willing to go a hot take that Jackson Dart played bad, and he didn't play up to his standards, he even said that. But he did not play bad. We've seen what it looks like when a quarterback plays poorly at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart did not look like that. Has the football program gotten to the point to where we are good enough to where this is a bad performance? Or... Is it possible that people are just trying to be hyperbolic to get attention to prove that their opinion that they came into things with was correct all along? Like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to say that Jackson Dart had a good performance. He had an average performance. He was not very accurate that evening. He just wasn't. And he had some players that bailed him out a little bit, like Dayton Wade, Dayton Wade had eight catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown, including potentially as a sports center number two play of the week and potentially the catch of the year in college football. Just amazing diving catch. The ball didn't move even a little bit. Terrific job by Dayton Wade. But none of these numbers that I've put up warrants the vitriol that Jackson Dart got after that game. And people complaining and going over is like, we're not going to beat Georgia if Jackson plays like that. If the offense plays like that, we're not going to beat Georgia. You're not going to have that performance against Georgia. It's going to be completely different. That doesn't work. One week does not matter. Everybody said, if you have that performance against that you had against Alabama, against LSU, you're not going to win. That game in Alabama obviously had no effect on how they performed against LSU. Just like this offensive performance will not be the same today as it is against Texas A&M, as it is against Georgia. It, it just won't be. I realize that people want to take a data point and extend it for eternity. I get that. I understand that entirely. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment about the AP poll and how narratives are built and why they use it as a PR move for the college football playoffs. So media members, these media elite can influence the first rankings because when that happens, you have a chance for them to work out the way you think they will. But Jackson Dart did not have a bad day. He did not have a good day, but he did not have a bad day. The offense was fine. They scored on the first five possessions. They had some snap issues that prevented them from being up 35 to nothing instead of 26 to nothing. But they did what they needed to do, and they got out of Dodge. Spencer Sanders, quarterback, essentially the whole fourth quarter. Matt Jones was in at running back. And they're about as healthy as they've been all season. So this Ole Miss football team is growing. And like I said, I'm I'm angry, and so get ready for the next segment. Whenever I, whenever I get on this poll situation, 
get ready for that because that that one's kind of got a burr in my saddle at the moment. So we will be fine. Ole Miss did what they needed to do. They won the game like a top 10 team, like they are in the coaches poll in the top 10, still at number 11 in the AP poll. The college football playoff poll becomes very important to see exactly how they rate Ole Miss. Anyway, we went over 5,000 subscribers um, last week, and we are going to do a live stream. This might be a little bit later because I might be on the um, college football playoff live stream if Locked On does that. Um, so it might be instead of 7 o'clock, it could be at like 8.30. So just be patient about um, Tuesday night, tomorrow night. And we will talk about where Ole Miss landed there, and I'm sure I will bitch a whole bunch about wherever they put them. If if, the, if this AP poll had the influence that I think it has for these introductory rankings where people are just kind of phoning it in because it's a made-for-TV event and you're trying to get to the end, we'll see exactly how that goes. My big fear is they're setting this up for Ole Miss to beat Georgia and the SEC to be left out of the playoff because Bama has two losses. Ole Miss finishes up at like fifth or sixth and Georgia ends up at like seventh. That that is my fear of what the what the media is trying to build in this situation. Anyway, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, and it's time for the game changer of the week for Athletic Brewing Company. And it's important to know that just like Jared Ivy, the Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Jared Ivey really made his presence known with two and a half sacks and was an overall menace for an Ole Miss defensive unit that is coming pretty good, honestly. And speaking of good, Athletic Brewing has like over 50 styles of craft beers that wins competitions. Their non-alcoholic beers include IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. It's fit for all time. And they're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to their variety. That's pretty cool indeed. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. It's near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. So, also, today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patient. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, headlights, and even more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part will be guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. That's pretty cool indeed. Uh, with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. 
College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff. Live each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, much like this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day, just like me. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You do not want to miss it. So, really interesting stuff coming out. And one thing we learned in the football game is that Ole Miss is changing. And they're changing kind of mid-season. And Lane Kiffin is even evolving. This is not the Lane Kiffin that existed. Um, when Ole Miss was winning 53 to 52 games, even the LSU game this year. That is the Lane Kiffin, that is the game that Lane Kiffin is comfortable with. It's either a blowout or that. When it's a defensive struggle game, Lane gets a little bit uncomfortable. Nothing wrong with it. That's just the way it is. So Lane is having to learn how to coach to this defense. He's having to learn that, hey, on fourth and five, it may not be the best idea to go to four on your own 35-yard line. Because if you ask somebody to drive the ball the length of the field against this defense, there aren't many teams out there that can do it. So Lane is still going for it once a game-ish because I think Lane is always going to go for it once a game-ish, once per game. But he is punting the ball and playing the ball with his defense in mind. Uh, they're always going to go fast, but they also can do some slower things that they're building up within their offense to help out their defense, and their defense has just been smothering over the last three weeks. Three straight games, under 300 yards total offense for the opponents for the first time since a combination of 2008 and 2009. That last game in 2008 was the one where they practically killed Tyson Lee and Wesley Carroll and those quarterbacks from Mississippi State. That, that was that 45 to nothing bloodletting that happened in Vaught Hemingway Stadium. And then the first two games in 2009 – popped up as well. I'm assuming that would be Vanderbilt and, heck, maybe South Carolina. I'm, I'm not 100% sure there, but I'm trying to go back in time like 15 years to figure out what's going on. But this defense is really, really good. It just is. And Lane is learning how to coach using his offense, which can be very explosive. We saw that against LSU. Whenever everything clicks with that offense, they are really, really good. But He's throttling that offense down a little bit now to try and take care of his defense because if you remember from like Athlons, whenever a coach was saying, it's like, Pete Golding's in for it. Lane doesn't care about his defense. He's going to put him in a hard situation. Well, this is proving that that doesn't actually seem to happen. Pretty fired up about that indeed. And also, before I move on to the poll a little bit, you have a situation to where if Ole Miss can beat Texas A&M, and this is such an important game, I, I, I rate this game just um, 2015 worthy just because of what it means to the program. If Ole Miss can get past Texas A&M, which that's going to be a tough game because if you look at the line, Texas A&M is a five and a five four and a half point dog, and the over under is at 54 and a half right now. So if you look at that it kind of makes you a little bit nervous about the dogfight that Ole Miss is going to get into. And, and it is going to be a dogfight. It's two pretty good defenses, two decent fronts. 
It's going to come down to which unit can affect the passer the most and and which unit makes mistake because they're being affected. That, that is probably what's going to happen in this Texas A&M game, but we're going to break that down during the week. But if Ole Miss can get past that game, the Georgia game on the schedule becomes potentially the most important football game that Ole Miss football has ever played, period. Not even close. The only thing close to it would be the 1952 Maryland game, and let me explain why. This would be a game that Lane Kiffin could cement Ole Miss's jump from a good program to a great program game. A situation where the AP poll is no longer slow playing Ole Miss and you're getting the benefit of the doubt that Penn State and Oklahoma gets. A situation to where if you win that game, it is announcing your arrival on the college football scene. Much like Johnny Vaught beat Maryland in 1952 and Oxford 21-14, to to win that game, to announce Ole Miss's arrival on the scene, and that led to the 50s and 60s, Lane Kiffin has a chance to do something very similar if he has that opportunity against Georgia. And because of that, Texas A&M is a very, very important game. Now, I do want to put this out there as well. Jackson Dart did have a quote, said, hey, this is why we all come here. The standard is to do everything we can to go 1-0 each week, live in the moment, and not get too far ahead of ourselves. We have to stay consistent every week and keep the same mindset. And that's Jackson Dart talking about the stakes increasing every week. All the stuff that I just talked about, this is Jackson Dart's opinion of it as well. And also our player of the week this week, Jared Ivey, two and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, a menace on the line of scrimmage. Congratulations to Jared. Um, And I hope... um, you keep rolling because it's it's about to get pretty good. All right, if you look at the polls right now, Coach's poll has Ole Miss as number 10. They're a top 10 team. So everything I said about this is the week that Ole Miss becomes a top 10 team happened. The AP poll did not move them up more than Oregon State. It took Oregon State losing to Arizona, a team that Mississippi State beat for Oregon State to drop that spot. Oklahoma lost to Kansas on the road, and the AP poll is deemed that That loss, because Kansas moved into the back of the poll, is a ranked road loss that is actually um, a better loss than going to Tuscaloosa and losing to the number eight team in the world or country. And if you look at Alabama, Alabama was in this number 11 spot for like four weeks. Since the Texas loss, they put them in the number 11 spot and they finally are starting to move forward because you look at narratives that have been built by the AP, and that is the SEC is down, the Pac-12 is awesome, and yada, yada, yada. Now, once we get to the meat of the season, once we get to this important time that we actually care about, you look up and like seven of the top 14 teams are 2024 SEC teams. That's including Oklahoma and Texas. The Pac-12 is falling by the wayside. These teams that were so good early are disappearing, and it looks like it's only an Oregon and Washington type league. USC is absolutely fraudulent at this point. They're still ranked at the moment. And you look at these Pac-12 teams staying in there, it's because they set the narrative at the beginning of the season that the SEC is down. Look at these wins. But when you look at it, Colorado beat TCU because TCU is garbage. And the rest of the Pac-12 schools, they're okay, but Washington's flirting with death and losing a game. Um, they almost lost, dropped one to Stanford in the week before. They almost got got by Arizona State. You've got 
Oregon, who's playing pretty well. Utah doesn't have a quarterback. Oregon State makes some of the most baffling decisions I've ever seen. Can we just say that the Pac-12 is what we thought they were? They they just they just are. They they are what we thought they were. were in respect to Herm Edwards, the SEC is at the level that it's getting back to where it always is, and I think that's scaring the hell out of the um, AP media. So they're slow ranking them, and they're praying that Georgia loses so that it, oh, the SEC cannot have a team in the playoff. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't care. I'm not a carry the flag SEC person, but everybody else puts the SEC in the same category. So I'm going to put it in for this situation. The SEC is vilified by the Big Ten, and which, by the way, the Big Ten is some slimy stuff right now. If you look at what what's happened in the Big Ten in the last 15 years, they need to need to be quiet about doing it the right way. What they did to the Pac-12, they need to be quiet about doing it the right way. Turns out the Big Ten was the big bad that everybody thought the SEC was. And the SEC is the one that was just, hey, giving prosperity to everyone. We're winning our national championships. Enjoy it. Enjoy playing Wisconsin and Indianapolis in the Big 12 championship, Ohio State. Anyway, when we come back, we are going to go over the lines for next week. Should be pretty good. Right now, though, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. You know, Price Picks is the most fun that I've had winning like up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less than their projected stats, and place your entry. Click, click, boom, boom, 60 seconds, you're out of there. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to bigger payouts too, like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts a select player's projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And you can do things like use Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account during football season. So go to pricepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for first deposit match up to 100 bucks. And again, go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, for a first deposit matchup up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. Do want to remind everybody that while we have gone, gone over 5,000 subscribers to the YouTube channel, we're trying to get to 6,000. Once we get to 6,000 subscribers, we will start doing a remote broadcast. For instance, like if Ole Miss plays in the orange bowl or the citrus bowl, or maybe even the army all American bowl, if we have 6,000 subscribers, I will be doing a remote broadcast from the site as well. So that's something I'm looking forward to. And if you have subscribed, please tell a friend to subscribe. And also, if you listen to the podcast on Spotify or um, iTunes or any of those podcatchers, go over to the YouTube page and give us a subscription. We'd, we'd appreciate that very much. And it should be a lot of fun. Anyway, big week. We finally have eight games again on the SEC slate. And let's talk about them real quick. Arkansas is at Florida. This is the um, Veterans Day game where Florida is wearing all black. Whenever you have colors as beautiful as Florida's colors and you choose to wear, basically, I don't know if uh, black is like the culmination of every color or the lack of any color. Um, I, I forget which one it is. It, it, white is one and black is the other. 
But whenever you have that blue and orange, that brilliantness, and and just kind of muck it up by going all black, I am never going to be on board with that. That is a problem. If you want to do something, break out the blue helmets. They're fire. Those F helmets are amazing. Jacksonville State is at South Carolina, and this is a problem for the Gamecocks. Gamecocks are favored by 14.5 points. South Carolina will probably win the game. They will. But Jacksonville State has been a really good football program in the first year in Division One, and they're winning games. They're like 6-2 and two right now. South Carolina is not very good. They have all kinds of problems on the line. Rich Rod has the team going right now, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. So with South Carolina – on upset alert, this is one that I might just take the points, honestly, as Rich Rod is just – he's ready to cook in this one. UConn is at Tennessee, and Tennessee is a 30-point favorite. Yes, you heard me that right. Tennessee is a 30-point favorite over UConn. This is one where – this might be another situation where take the points. I do not know that Joe Milton is 30 points better than any other team that they play. I don't know if Tennessee would um, cover – being favored by 30 against air um, because I just don't respect Joe Milton in that kind of way at quarterback. So we'll see exactly how that goes. Texas A&M is at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by four and a half points. Um, the game is at 11 o'clock on ESPN. I think Jordan Rogers is going to get that game because he's an SEC nation and I, I, they were talking like he's going to come over and do color for that game as well. So we'll see how that goes. Texas A&M and Ole Miss, there's some similarities between the two teams. And we're going to talk about that during the week. This is going to be a war. It, it is. This is a game, not just a game that Ole Miss has to get through. This is a game that Ole Miss needs to be up for. Texas A&M has legitimate five-star talent across the defensive front. If you look at sometimes what the Ole Miss's offensive line can look like, you can see how that might be a problem. Ole Miss needs to get the ball out of their hand quickly like they did against LSU. If they do that, get the linebackers going different places, kind of confuse their reads a little bit, and they get going, that'll allow you to pass on that secondary because that AM secondary got victimized by Jalen Milrow, and I, I will pause to let you soak that in as well. Another great game on the weekend, Mizzou is at Georgia. Georgia's favored by 17 points. This is the second game that Georgia has to get up four in a row. And this is a team that has not done this consistently. They got up against Florida, put them away. Like the big status symbol in college football this year is being good enough that Georgia gets up for you and they just beat you down. So Kentucky and Florida right now, they're walking around like with that on their resume, essentially. Do, does Georgia get up for Mizzou? And then does Georgia get up for Ole Miss? And then does Georgia get up for Tennessee? This is the hardest stretch of schedule on Georgia's resume. This is going to cement them, number one, if they win the next four games. If they go undefeated this season, they will be number one in the playoffs, um, going into the playoffs. But can this Georgia team that has not shown the ability to get up multiple games in a row get up multiple games in a row? That's an interesting question. Auburn is favored by 13 points at the construction site at Vanderbilt. Auburn looked really good in the first half. If the Auburn that played Mississippi State in the first half she played in the second half, Auburn would have won that game 48-6 to six or 48-13 to 13 or something like that. But Hugh Freeze coaches scared 
For some reason, he's scared to death of this team. I have no idea what's going on. Now, will Auburn go up to Vanderbilt after they feel good about themselves? They get the wind. All is right. They're probably getting patted on their back and talking about how the Auburn family always perseveres. And then they might go up against Vanderbilt and get thumped. We've seen Hugh Freeze do that before. We've, we've got that on our bingo card. Um, so we'll see exactly how that goes. Kentucky's only favored by three points at Mississippi State. That's interesting to me. Ray Davis is a good player. I think if um, Will Rogers is not back and healthy, and even if he is, I don't know if Mississippi State has the offense to keep up with Kentucky. Um, Kentucky is losing games this year too. I mean, it's not either particularly good teams, but I kind of like Kentucky in this game by like 10 points, 10 to 17 points. Quarterbacks pretty much are having career days against Mississippi State secondary. And this includes a third-string quarterback for Western Michigan. I think Devin Leary might have kind of a slump buster in this game. LSU is at Alabama. Alabama's favored by three and a half points at home. That's how close this gets. Ole Miss fans, root for LSU. Root for LSU. And then you got to root for Kentucky to get right or Auburn to get right if you want to go to Atlanta. Um, because Auburn probably needs that second loss and Ole Miss just needs to win out at that point. Um, and control their own destiny. So we'll see exactly how that goes. That is the game of the day. It, it's all set up right now. Texas A&M and Ole Miss is the 11 o'clock game. The 2.30 game is Mizzou at Georgia, and the night game is LSU at Alabama. All the other conferences, you have the day off. We're doing SEC. We're doing our thing. I hope everybody has a good day today. Lots of fun. And my everydayers, thank you so much. Like I said, evangelize the show. Get them on there and do whatever you need to do. Um, we will have a live stream tomorrow night after the playoff show and kind of talk about where Ole Miss sits and just general topics in the playoff as well. Hope everybody has a good day. Thank everybody for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This has been what we learned. Tomorrow we'll talk about the keys to Texas A&M. We are in the fun part of the schedule. Enjoy this. Don't nitpick it. Have fun. Following Ole Miss football is supposed to be fun. So why would you make it anything else than fun? Anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.